time for the Film Crickets with Jay Fortier and Chris Martino. On this week's episode, Jay and Chris are joined by their special guest from Boston's 98.5 The Sports Hub and Rock 92.9, Hardy, Jay, Chris, and Hardy, review the 1985 American adventure comedy film, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adventure? Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out your Film Crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends. My name is Jay Fortier. I'm along with my good friend, Chris Martineau. Hello, Jason. An adventure? Well, it's in the title. I guess it's in the... It's in a, it's in a, I guess so. You really it's can't argue with that, can you? All right. <laughs> uh, welcome to so. the Film Crickets. And uh, we have a special guest today, as uh, Steve had mentioned, and that is Hardy. And he is from 98.5 The Sports Hub and Rock 92.9, right? Yes. And Sirius XM, uh, Lithium and Turbo. I, but I, I was just telling this to someone the other day, and they're like, what radio station are you on? I said, I'm actually on wow. four of them. But only two, only two of them at the same time. So, uh, you know, through the magic of technology. But whatever. It's, it's we fun. have yet we have yet to find the technology to clone you properly. <laughs> yeah. So we are simply <laughs> recording you and and sending you different places via the air. So well, this is this is great. Uh, thank you for the invite. Uh, any any chance to talk about something other than Tom Brady? I welcome <laughs> it. So this is this is wonderful. <laughs> well, you know, I was going to quit the show, but then I decided I'd come back. So it's okay. Okay. Uh, Good, good. Uh, anyway, um, before so today, Jason, today's movie is is Pee Wee's Big mm-hmm. Adventure, and this Hardy, this was your doing, if if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, and I've heard some of the other shows, and you know that, that this is this is Radio 101. Never tell the audience what they're not going to hear, but I'm going to do it anyway ah. because I I had said uh, you know I would like to do the movie Payback. You know, despite Mel Gibson, you know, you have to divorce the uh, the the art from the artist, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you guys, I know you do 80s and 90s movies and that was pushing the envelope. I think it's a 99 release. It's kind of a film noir, uh, you know, crime, but it's a really funny movie. And I think it was a blessing in disguise when, you know, we decided, oh, it's not actually available to stream anywhere. So we wouldn't be able to like rewatch it before doing this. And also, I I think it's kind of out there. Like, not a lot of people saw it or dismissed it as kind of like, ah, this is some kind of like cop and robber movie. It's mm-hmm. not. It's a really, really cool movie. So I would still, I, I would encourage anybody, if it comes on again on any one of the services to watch, you know, the Mel Gibson movie Payback, I think you'll be um, like really, really pleasantly surprised how good and funny and cool that movie is. But... I mean, how do you get, you know, cooler or funnier than Pee-wee's Big Adventure? I mean, I, I, it is it is an action comedy. <laughs> it is absolutely an action comedy adventure. Um, yeah, so I, I've, I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. I would put the soft estimate at 20. So, really? you know, All right. like, oh, yeah, whatever you want to talk about with Pee-wee, I'm, I'm up for it. Let's go. So, Hardy, so, so one of the first questions I usually ask is... When was the last time you saw this movie? So you're saying uh, an, uh, a soft estimate would be 20. So have you been recurrently watching this movie annually? Or is there a time when those 20 was all bunched together and it's been a while? So yeah, that's what I, I want to know. I, I, I'm sure I saw it when it first came out and saw it, you know, multiple times in the 80s and throughout the 90s. But I most recently watched it probably six weeks ago uh, no. with my kids. I, I have a 15-year-old daughter and an 11-year-old son. All and right. it's it's an interesting age for for kids because they will start to like 
the things that you like and some of the some of the cooler things and it's it's interesting to find especially for for movies like what you can both appreciate mm-hmm. and and this may be the first one other than Pacific Rim which oh boy I I'm a I'm a sucker for like hey are there big monsters are there big robots yeah. I'm in you yeah. know I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm gonna like it you know like uh, the Transformers movies are mm. like yeah but yeah. yeah is it Godzilla is it King Kong oh is it robots fighting uh, aliens from the ocean Pacific <laughs> Rim so that was the first movie I think all three of us watched and liked and the second one Bull. was Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say the second Pacific Rim. Oh, oh no, that's a I was having flashbacks. Oh, God. Oh, it's, let's go through PTSD. What no. a whole bunch of horse shit that movie was. Oh, my God. The, the first right. one is like so much fun, and the it second was. one is, is such crap, but yeah. I tried getting them both to watch Napoleon Dynamite with me, Okay, and my daughter was, was in till the end, mm-hmm. even though she, you know, she didn't quite get it i'm like i I don't think you're supposed to get it i I don't know that i get all of it Mm -hmm. you know what why it's funny why you're laughing you just are my son tapped out of napoleon dynamite he's like it's too weird i know it's not for me i'm like okay but we also we all sat down and watched peewee's uh big adventure and we all loved it so that was was only about a month month and a half ago i was gonna say put brakes on something wait a minute Wait, a minute. the other one was too weird, but Pee Wee was not weird. Is that what you're? Is that the ground rules here? Is that where we're going with this? Yeah, they they have totally different vibes, though. Yeah, they, I understand that, but wow. Like, so you know what I mean? Like, he comes in <laughs> like hot. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Yeah, you know what I mean, like everything. You know, that's Pee Wee. Besides the, you know, first comes in with the goofy bike thing, which is hysterical. Right. Um, you know, he's racing on the, uh, you know, the Tour de France, and then. A little later, that's when he wakes up and everything is is just bonkers. Because, like, I have to, like, my wife can't stand the sound of his voice. Like, you know, so she. Uh, okay. I don't know. If I, she she claims she's seen the movie, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure mm-hmm. because I she won't sit down and watch it because, like, and I, I was like, well, if you get past the first five minutes, it, it becomes really funny. It's yeah. funny anyway. But. Yeah, it's. I mean, the dream sequence to open and and yeah, okay. There's a, a little weirdness there, but I mean, the opening scene in his house mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. you know the the uh, what what do you call Rube the machines? Uh, thank yes, you, the Rube yes, Goldberg yes. machines. Which which I understand, and like on some fan forums, you know, people who want to create you know backstories for these characters, they're like, oh, that's how Pee Wee makes his living. He creates oh. these devices, these Rube Goldberg machines for other people. I'm like, oh, who right. came up with that easy you know, that does was- it the first <laughs> first rule of tim burton like these weird tim burton movies is that don't look for deeper meaning it's just it is what it is man like yeah, you can't yeah. look for it like that's a that's the last thing you look for is for things to like make sense i mean come on now right that, that's goofy but like the the farce and the folly of it just in that opening scene like and peewee is like he's the ultimate man child it's like mm-hmm. He, he is, you know, what every kid would would think of doing if they grew up and could do anything they want. They would, mm-hmm. you know, make pancakes, bacon. They would sprinkle Mr. T cereal on top. They would take two bites and then throw it away. <laughs> you know, that's, I know. It's so, it's so wasteful. It's <laughs> all that work, all that setup from the night before for the right. for the for the because you got to reset. 
a Rube Goldberg machine every time you do it. So the night before, when he's putting on his weird little PJs and combing his non-existent hair and probably brushing his teeth and counting all the strokes, he's putting together his breakfast the next day so that he can walk down, eat it, eat the two bites and take off. Right. And is set off by the alarm to run to get the toast on no. Yep. Oh, <laughs> like he runs. To get it. <laughs> it's, none of it, none of it makes sense. But like all these things pop up just in the opening scene alone mm-hmm. that I find myself doing. You know, some what we're close to thirty-seven years later or something yep. like the. If if there's a roll of scotch tape, you know, nearby, I'll go up to the producer's window and I'll take it and I'll tape it up on my nose. And, ah, ah. I, I still pull Pee Wee moves all the time. I mean, and that's in the first five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of that is is when he goes hello, <laughs> like while you know, like yeah. after he's already halfway through it, he goes hello. <laughs> so just talk. So full full confession, and, and I, we're right here at the opening scene, and it really does set the mood because I'm watching this movie, and, and like he wakes up, he's in his PJs, he's got the banana, sl- the bunny slippers. Next thing you know, he's playing with toys on the floor. He's doing like things, shit with fire engines and stuff, and he's brushing his teeth. And I, and and I'm just, I, my wife and I are watching. I'm like, what? What is happening? Like, <laughs> wait, did you not see this before? Oh no, no, no! I used to watch. those was I think I used to watch this movie all the time, but all I haven't right. seen it since I was about fourteen, fifteen. But, okay, so let's go through that little round there. Okay, and, so you know, how we always ask that question. All right, so okay. so I since I already kind of did that. So so Hardy says he watched it six months ago. I had this one on full so, road, six weeks ago. Six, yeah. I, I apologize. Yeah. So six weeks ago, I had this movie on full ro- and high rotation back when I was uh, on those formative years. I watched a lot of movies, um, yep. and I, I always say which one was in high rotation. I had seen it a lot. It kind of made the rounds with all my friends' houses because that's what you did. You went to a friend's house and she had a new movie. You watched it. And I would watch it by myself just because it was so... There was something about it that I recognized as an as a teenager was so weird and it was right up my alley. Even right. though he's such a child and what, everything he did was not cool. Like even back in the day, in the days in middle school when nobody's cool, right. I could recognize when something's not cool, Right. But yes. I just kept watching the movie because there's something about it that, and that's what I was trying to think of when I was re-watching it this time. Like, what was it that I, I'm not going to say, I'm ready to say if a movie doesn't hold up. Don't get me wrong. But what was about this movie that I like then? a great then, question. Right? So, so Jay, so go. To, I'm going to go to you. When was the last time for you? About a year ago. Okay. I had bought it on uh, Apple, like, you know, like, uh, for the computer. Just, I was like, well, it's like, the cheapest price I can find right now because mm-hmm. I I had owned it years ago on tape, and then I wanted to buy it, but it's like you know sometimes you don't want to blow too much money on something you already owned in the past. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, so then I was like, oh, sale six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I got it, I, but unfortunately, it's on my computer. So like, I was like, man, and I was like, I want to watch this with my daughter. She likes it, and so I had to plug it into you know from the computer into the TV, which mm-hmm. you know you know you know that kind of sucked. It, yeah, so it was it was great to to revisit it again. Um, mm-hmm. I did not see it in the theater. I didn't either. Uh, did you, Hardy? Uh, you know, it's it, it's been so long. It, I'm trying to think. Eighty five. I would have been fourteen. I I pro I, I probably did, but I can't say for sure. I mean, you know, we are talking thirty years ago. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I um, I have that crazy memory uh, myself. So, um, I remember being in the car 
in the back seat. My brother and his friend were, we were all going to the movies, but they were going to see Pee Wee and I was going to see my second viewing of Weird Science. Oh, <laughs> formative I, years. Well, but- yeah, I, that was another one of my, uh, you know, possibilities that we could have done was weird science, and, and, and that's another one I've probably seen as just well, as many times. We could probably, uh, you know, make that a future episode. Yeah, <laughs> all sure. right, yeah, by all means. So, um, so, go but, ahead, Ma. I just wanted Hardy. You brought up this idea about about uh, the man child, right? So, yeah, we're watching this thing, and 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 I just like at scene after scene, I kept going. What what is happening? What is going on? And why do I want to keep watching this? You're completely intrigued by everything that's happening. You're not I am not willing to dismiss any of it. A grown man playing with toys, getting his Rube Goldberg machine, getting to an argument outside with the neighbor saying, I know you are, but what am I? Infinity. Like, what is what is happening? And they're both adults. And they're both adults. <laughs> like, what? Why do I want to keep watching this? Why do I think this is funny? And I just, I don't know. I think there's something intrinsically whimsical but dark about the whole thing. I, I, that's what I, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, Hardy. I have the answer. I, I know Hardy, why. Hardy, tell me. All right, tell okay. me. Okay, here's, here's why. Here's right. why this movie is imminently watchable, even though it's weird and unexplainable. Mm-hmm. Uh First of all, I think the viewing public, when it first came out, had a baseline knowledge of Pee Wee Herman and the character. Right. So you're willing to accept a lot of this stuff. Oh, he's, you know, he's this overgrown kid. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't explain away why my daughter was willing to sit through it, but... You know, they watch a lot of weird crap now between, yeah. you know, SpongeBob and even some of this, you know, even some of the cartoons that are geared toward kids. There's a lot of adult humor in it and they just kind of accept it. Is it fun? Is it a good story? They're in. And mm-hmm. that is, I think, the underlying simple brilliance of Pee Wee's Big Adventure mm-hmm. in that it is a 90 minute film. And according to Paul Rubens and um, uh, Phil Hartman was uh, wrote the screenplay with him. They had another guy in on it. They they literally went out and brought a, uh, bought a book, like how to write a screenplay, and it follows like the textbook way you're supposed to make a movie. Mm-hmm. It's ninety minutes long. The screenplay is ninety pages long. The first the first act is about him and the bike. He loses the bike on page thirty. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he goes about trying to find the the bike in Act Two, finds the bike on page sixty, and then the third act is wrapping it up and doing all the celebration and stuff. It's a three act movie, ninety minutes, ninety pages, textbook. They teach this this movie. I I I read online, um, in a lot of film classes as a okay. Here's this off the wall Tim Burton weird ass movie. Mm-hmm. Here's the secret. It is a textbook 90-minute comedy film. If you want to write one, here's how you do it. And that's what they did, and uh-huh. that's what we got. And I think that's why it's so watchable, even though it's so weird. Yes, I, 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 I'm I, with you, and I'm now that I know that, I can absorb some of that brilliance. And knowing Tim Burton as a basically a rebel in and of himself, like he was a Disney artist who got fired, and then he was yep. looking for work. And then eventually they threw him. The, I forget the machinations where eventually he became the director of this movie. But it's great. And he's done great stuff since then. And I love the fact, I love that idea that you just gave me about that it's textbook. I did not know that. However, and I'm going to counter that with, it's going to seem like I'm arguing against what I'm arguing for. Each of those acts is completely disparate. Disparate. I can't think of the word. 
separate from the act before it. The only thing that links them is Pee Wee and a bicycle. The middle (laughs) act is all, I swear to God, the middle act is all just separate vignettes that don't mean anything and are ultimately weird and have no explanation. Can you explain to me why Large Marge is in this movie? What is the point? Of Large Marge. Because you can remember her. Like, how many people... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you something right now. All right. Um, and I'm... By the way, I is, am not... I am not bagging on this movie. I think this no. movie is fantastic. But I am asking a legitimate question. What is the point? <laughs> go ahead. All right. All right, go I ahead. I texted somebody and said that I am recording for uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure tonight. Yeah. And what does he write? What does he say? Oh my God, Large Marge classic. <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent you. See, <laughs> that's the first thing he thought of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that good. Okay, so when they made the movie again, uh, that, that, since I just watched it a few weeks ago, I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to watch it again. I want to, you know, have some of this be spontaneous, but I, I read up on it to, you know, see if there was anything that I was missing on it. Uh, and there's a, there's so much good stuff about this movie that I learned. But one of them, uh, one of the things I learned was that Paul Rubens went to the, to the actress who played Large March. Mm-hmm. And after they shot her scene, he said, no matter what this thing does in the theater, no matter who sees it or why, you are going to be the one that people remember. <laughs> and... And, a, and I guess not long before she died, uh, Paul Rubens went and, and saw her and she said, I'm so glad you told me that because I, I would I would have been shocked by people coming up to me saying, you know, oh, you're large Marge. It's like, why do you remember? But I was prepared for it because Paul Rubens told her while they were making it, everyone's going to remember you. Everyone's awesome. going to remember this scene, if nothing else. So. So I, I, I want to talk about that's that's fantastic. Right. So so it goes to the idea of the instincts, right? The instincts of the writers, the actors and the director about why people are going to like this movie. This movie is intrinsically dark, but it's not like it's got a lot of like obvious Tim Burton esque the dream sequences with the clowns and the tilted floor like and, and the scary stuff like Large Marge is scary, but funny all at the same time. But what's genius about this movie is a couple of things and then i want to talk about got two big ideas one is that in other movies it's a fish out of water tale no doubt about it right peewee lives in his own little world right and in his world in his little town everyone loves peewee and i don't know why everybody adapts to peewee the world, uh, Pee Wee doesn't adapt to the world. Everybody adapts to him. <laughs> That's true. Right? He's got a true. neighbor who knows to close the window because he's about to get sprayed on. <laughs> and he's smiling about it. And he's smiling about it. He goes to the magic shop and he's got all of his trick crap ready for him. He goes to the bike shop and he's already ready. That's his day. His errands are ride down the, it, the kids, the middle school kids or the BMX kids love him. So the, he doesn't have to adapt to the world for whatever reason. The world has adapted to Pee Wee Herman. Now, you take Pee Wee out into his road trip part, Act 2, like you said, yes. Hardy, right? Now you're expecting that he's going to have to somehow make his way in the cold, hard world. What happens? The world, again, adapts to him. He doesn't adapt to the world. Case in point, <laughs> the tequila scene. I When I first saw it, now everybody knows the tequila scene. Right, tequila, na 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 na. Right, right, right. Right. When I first saw that, I just thought it was funny because he was doing a funny dance. And now, second time I saw it, or since I saw it last night, I'm like, wait a minute. What's funny about this is that dance is ridiculous for one. 
Second of all, he's in this, it, it again shows the point. They end up loving him because of a goofy dance. Well, it's actually when he starts breaking shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but yeah. still, it's like, that's a good point. Because <laughs> yeah. he goes, that's a good point. Dance, and then yeah. he starts smashing glasses. <laughs> but but it's the he, the world adapts to him. He doesn't adapt to it. Yeah, yeah the, the sneaky best laugh in that biker scene, Chris, is yeah. when he gets on the bike and, and rides away. Oh. And he oh, yeah. fishtails <laughs> and goes through the sign, which, by the way, uh, I don't know if you guys are MacGruber fans. I put it up there with Step Brothers in like the guiltiest of pleasures in mm-hmm. terms of things that shouldn't be funny but are just hysterically raunchy, mm-hmm. you know, really, really, you know, funny stuff. In the the MacGruber uh, sequel that they did, which is like an eight part series, I think on Hulu, there is an homage to that scene where MacGruber hops on a bike and he's going to speed away, and instead he just like fishtails out and falls down <laughs> in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I laugh at my ass off. I'm like, oh, that's that's Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That's <laughs> you know that's where that that scene gets inspired from. But but you're right. It, it he's this child. Almost like, you know, the kid in the neighborhood, the goofy one that everybody likes. And if, you know, one of your one of your neighbors was, you know, setting off his sprinkler and spraying your in your windows, you'd kill him. Mm-hmm. But if it's the kid doing it every day and it's like, oh, he's so cute. And you close yeah. the window. He's a grown man. I it's know. his house. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what oh, I mean. My- but you're you're right. You know whether it's Crazy Larry in the Magic Shop or yep. it's you know Chuck at the bike store. You know they're all just Dottie. You know D- yep. Dottie who obviously wants other things from. She's still fixing the bike and making the horn loud enough for mm-hmm. him and yeah. everything else. So yeah, making it yeah. extra goofy for for him. And and I another movie that's kind of like that, but they don't do it as properly. I'm not bagging on the movie, but when they did the Brady Bunch movies, right? Mm-hmm. It was the Brady Bunch in their insular world, and then went right. outside. It was the real world. Right. Right. So it was really fish out of water and that got laughs. But that's almost cheap. Like this movie, it's ballsy for them not to take that tack. They said, no, we're right. going to make the whole universe is going to get on board with Pee Wee. And and you look at Pee Wee and go, why? Like this, <laughs> who would actually like saddle up to Pee Wee Herman? But then you ask yourself, wait, I would saddle up to Pee Wee Herman because what's he got is non-threatening. He's asexual. Yeah. Like he doesn't, that's right. you know, yeah. he's got no, yeah. <clears throat> if, he's if- com- yeah, he's asexual. If E.G. Daly is coming on to you and you have zero interest, <laughs> yeah. then you are definitely a man-child. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? it's, like, yeah, it's, it is it is funny because, you know, he is a clownish character, you know, this character that Paul Rubens created. But, you know, you get the sense as you're watching it, whether that's the way it was intended or the way he portrays it or whether it's Tim Burton's direction or anything, you don't, you, you don't really laugh at Pee-wee. You're mm-hmm. kind of laughing along with him and the, and the situation. You know, he is not the the guy taking the majority of the of the of the Pratt Falls, even though he does some of them, and he gets himself into these circumstances. But you feel like you're kind of along with him mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. supporting him in all this stuff. And you know whether he's he's running away from Simone's boyfriend or or you know it, it, in in the stolen car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's all stuff you're you're always kind of rooting for him, but you're not. You're not laughing at him. He's not a clown. He's, you know, he's your guy. You know, he's 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 the most unlikely hero hmm. in a in an action film yeah. <laughs> that I can think of. Did you guys? Uh, I I did not up until I checked out the different cast members. Um, did you know who the biker mama was? I did. I learned it 
half an hour ago. It's amazing. But it's amazing. And now they think about it. Oh, yeah, that's her. You want to tell them? Yeah, Go sure. ahead. Tell them. Cassandra Peterson. Get out of here. Yeah. Also known as Elvira. Yeah. Elvira. And by the way, yeah. she looks better today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, she still looks so, amazing today. So as biker mama, I'm assuming she's the one who says, I say, you let me have him first. Yeah. That's oh. her. Okay. I, sh- I would have. Oh, that's. I would have. I'm surprised I didn't pick her out of a out of the cast. That's. Weird. I think it was right. like the way her makeup was and stuff. Her hair was different. I mean, like obviously, uh, many people are used to her with the black wig, but I've seen yeah. her many times without it, and I recognize her now more than like then. Like I've seen her so many times in that movie and never never knew it was her. No. You know, the, it, his his reaction. You know, his reactions in that biker scene. I mean, obviously, I'm trying to use the phone. Is a is a, a line that gets. <laughs> uttered a lot but the other things and sometimes really the subtleties of his performance when he says i say we let him go <laughs> no and the look on his face is just uh, you know he he, he <laughs> no. thought he could get away with it for a second i i'm telling you some of the best comic lines that he delivers in that movie there's one at the beginning when when francis is is first trying to you know buy the bicycle off of him and Francis is retelling the story. Pee-wee, don't you remember the first day you brought it home? And and Pee-wee is w- walking the bicycle away and giving him the, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lets Francis finish his thing, and he turns back and he says, I love that story. That's <laughs> <laughs> It's and again, Paul Rubens had been doing the character. He knew yeah. what to do. He knew what would work. But still, like seeing it on film and you know going back and watching it now for an '80s comedy, yeah. it's really pretty subtle and pretty good. It is for that type of movie and the performance. It's an it's a really underrated, I think, comic performance from Paul Rubens. It's really good. Well, how about um, when when he's in the he meets Simone and they're hanging out watching the sunrise in the dinosaur mouth. <laughs> well, say that sentence one more time. Say that how ridiculous that goddamn sentence was. Say it again. <laughs> they, they're watching the sunrise in the dinosaur mouth. <laughs> when her boyfriend right. is listening in, her giant boyfriend. Yeah. Um, but I just love the, you know, he's talk, trying to tell her to go out into the world. And she goes, I know, but. And I love his line where he's like, everybody oh. I know has got a big butt. Come on, Simone. Let's talk about your big butt. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what the boyfriend hears. I know. Yeah. And drives him crazy. And, it's like, and then she Whoa! says something like, I've never had anybody put it to me this way before. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Right after <laughs> the, the big great. butt line wasn't bad enough, and then they, they top it with that. That's good. But stuff. as a kid watching that, it's like I didn't even get that. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> first time that's like after like ten viewings, and you're like, oh, he's putting it. To- oh, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. that. Oh, that's even yeah. funnier well, than see, I that's, thought. That's what's giving so it brilliant. to her in the old dinosaur mouth. I <laughs> get it. <laughs> no, but you know what? That's so brilliant about this movie is that it's for both. It's for both kids and adults. Adults can get some of the the hidden jokes like that and then it's not right. offensive to the child or where you're worried about the kids mm-hmm. you know like Ooh, they, they shouldn't be saying that right but right if i can and i'm gonna counter we talk about subtle humor and the the thing again i was watching this movie and i just kept saying what what am i what am i watching like it, it's just it mystifies you that it drags you in because you're you're you really are invested and you don't want to not watch it but you're always going what in the hell 
just happened? What did I just see? So we're at the end. He finally gets his bike, but he has to go into the pet shop, hmm. right? The burning down pet shop. And every yes. time he goes in, he sees the snakes and he yes. rescues the cuddly animals first. And every oh. time he goes back to snakes, he looks at him and goes, no. And then eventually he has to suck it up. Like every time he passes, he goes, no. And he makes a face. And every time the face gets worse because he knows the inevitability of, I eventually have to rescue the snakes. And I don't like snakes. And then finally, it's that last shot. It's right out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. It's a hard cut to him just with the eyes over the tank and you see the snakes and he goes, and then he's running out of the thing <laughs> with a pet shop with the snakes in his hand and he passes out. I mean, every single time you cut to him, he looks more and more like... Like I oh god no not yet I can't do it yet no not and eventually like I put it off long enough I have to get the snakes and it's just it's it's I don't know it's one of the cool things about his character is Pee Wee's kind of a shithead you yeah know, he's real he's not like you know a good guy a goody two shoes he, he appears that way in his mm-hmm. you know in his dress and in, and in a lot of his mannerisms yeah. but you know whether he's being a you know a, a, an asshole to everybody at the at the at the meeting where he gathers them around it's like <laughs> i don't oh, know yeah yeah what does it mean i don't know <laughs> is this something there for the entire group crazy larry <laughs> Or, you know, whether it's, you know, his refusal to save the snakes until the absolute end or, you know, given the given the trick gum to, to, to Francis and his father, mm-hmm. it's, you know, he's he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. But it's but again, in a childlike way to where it's like, well, it's it's all part of this. I, I don't know. Pee Wee is a more complex character than I think we ever gave him credit for. You know, when you really start looking mm-hmm. at it and, and, you know, you don't want to suck all the fun and the humor out of it. But what if we're talking about why the movie works, it works because it's not just a comic book. There's yeah. a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and and you get drawn into Pee Wee. And, and I know, look, you can say a lot about his voice. And I understand why that would rub maybe Wendy or whoever the wrong way. But if you listen <laughs> to his comic performance and I, you got to watch it a couple of times I guess but I rewound a few things is that he has three different voices right he's got the high voice he's got the ah, I'm not even going to bother trying to do it. he's got three distinct tones and you don't know when each one is going to come up right you have right. no idea and that's the, that's what kind of draws you in like whoa like it, it gets you every time because it's not like he always does this in every situation he, he, he mixes them around and it's it keeps you invested in this guy who is just it's crazy yeah if it was all if if it was 100 percent the high thing it, it wouldn't work if it were bob goldthwaite right yeah. you know yeah the whole thing is it, bob, yeah the whole thing is that it gets annoying right, right? sorry jay go ahead no, no no if if it was the <clears throat> throughout the entire yeah. film that wouldn't work it's just mm-hmm. that he brings it he brings it down to like you know to the other voices that he has which is it's it's funny when mm-hmm. he's apologizing to Francis and his father, and I'm really sorry. Yeah, you know that's kind of where he's doing his, you know, his his grown up voice, and he's got the he, he's got his normal Pee Wee speaking voice. He's got the you know the 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 yelling voice. The uh, yeah, it 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 it's it's varied enough to where you see, I, I guess you see other actors i'm using the word loosely like you know adam sandler trying to, to do it with a character you know yeah. and 
Like, I've seen 15 seconds of Little Nicky to know that oh, I never want to see that movie. I was in its just going to say Little Nicky. <laughs> oh, it's but the it's worst. Like, yeah, here's a guy who's going to do a voice. He's going to play a character for the entire movie. And by all accounts, it fails miserably. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you can't. You can't do that. You 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 must. You better have the best voice and the best character of all time if you're not going to give any nuance to it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuance to Pee Wee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. It's it, it, once you look at it, and that's the thing that I missed when I was younger, right? And I'm not saying I'm Mister Sophisticated now, but it's like that's why it works for kids because you watch it because he's a grown, like you say, he's a grown man acting like sort of my age and then later on you realizes that there's a lot I got something. there's a lot behind the character go ahead Jay what well we're talking about how he is a man child and um, how the world adapts to him and, and all that and mm-hmm. he does what he wants um, it's funny he's a man child who can only take so many nursery rhyme songs from the hobo who's in oh, yeah. bliss singing those things <laughs> at first he's like you know coming around the mountain and they're both like yeah. Right, and then they, you could see the, they're changing, and you could see Pee Wee slowly getting annoyed, like a little more annoyed, and it's just brilliant by the. You know, it's well, just it's facial. the it's the breath from the hobo too. It's like mm-hmm. a, shoe fly shoe, yeah. <laughs> shoe fly shoe, and you can see him backing away from his breath in his mouth, and it's it's Jimmy Crack Corn when he finally has enough. Jimmy Crack Corn, and I don't. Yeah! And then launches off the freaking train, <laughs> and, and and finds himself right at the alley at the side. At the side. At the side. Yeah. And, so and, and, and you and at that point, like he 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 just doesn't keep singing the songs. Like he can get annoyed, just like everybody else can get annoyed. So he's kind of normal in that regard. You know what's right? great but, is when they go to yeah. the Alamo and. She's giving the tour, and everyone around him is in heaven. Like you see, there's this cowboy like right next to him, like <laughs> right, like perfectly his eyes are so yeah. wide, and it's like I feel what he feels because I feel that way every time I'm taking some sort of a museum tour, and I'm listening yeah. to like you know all this like history about this, that, and the other. Oh God, <laughs> I'm yeah, looking at- Jan. As- so another thing I read was that Jan Hooks improved a lot of the, uh, the speech that she gave on the tour. And a lot of it is, you know, just come up with on the spot. But again, just the, 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 the lines that she, that she says, you know, with lots of paint and glaze. <laughs> and then when she asks, do we have any Mexican-Americans with us today? Like two hands. Well, buenos dias. Yeah. And then in unison, Buenos dias. <laughs> They're all yeah. happy. And then she says, I'm going to list all of the thousands of uses for maize or whatever. All of which I will list for you right now. <laughs> like only further keeping him from getting to what he thinks is around the corner or downstairs. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> And really for that type of movie, for when it came out, you would think it would be chock full of cameos with you know people like that or even mm-hmm. the people who were on the tv show on you know on peewee's playhouse and well you know guys like phil hartman he's in the movie but he's not playing his character because i guess there wasn't any you know spot for him in the movie but you know jan hooks is in there you mentioned elvira when it comes down to it it's not like there's a lot of other actors that you can point out from that movie and say oh can you believe 
you know, so-and-so was in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. There's really isn't another, like, you know, quote-unquote star in the movie. Hey, Milton oh. Berle. Can't forget Milton Berle. Uncle Milty was in the movie yeah, it, uh, for one as, minute. As he was walking uh, on Hollywood. As he was walking through, yeah. He's telling a joke, the and, and Pee-wee oh, starts that's laughing what? behind him. That, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. And Milton Berle does the great double take when he looks back to yeah. see who's laughing too loud. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So there, there is that. If um, ever you want to bypass security, that's all you need to do, guys. <laughs> it's all you need to do. I say it's a clipboard and a confident wave. Yes. You know? Thank you. I'll just, be this way. Thank you. Yeah. Or, just, Thank you. or act like you don't want to be there. You walk past a security guard, just give him the, can't you believe that we got to do today. And, <laughs> you know, next thing you know, you're, uh, you know, down a field level at Gillette Stadium. I, you know, I do it every week. <laughs> well, no, really. I, I'm with the station. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, like, you know, I mean, he does the, um, the I mean, even the, the, the moment where he's pretending to be a nun and then says, I say I'm going to start a paper route right now. <laughs> but and again, like one of those lines, I find myself uttering. I'm sure you know we all have our you know one or two friends in our in our lives where if it weren't for movie quotes, you would have nothing to say to each other. Yep. I I, I you know one of my best friends is a guy. If it weren't for Ghostbusters, we would never speak. It's just <laughs> all you're doing is you know saying those lines back and forth to each other. But when the, the the kid is delivering his lines about, you know, the mother uh, superior, this is the greatest gift a boy could ever have. It's so wonderful. And then Pee-wee just pipes in with a, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I'll, I'll, you know, just to, to reiterate something and move on from the topic, I'll do that a lot. I'll say. <laughs> I'm going to go start a paper route right now. It just it stays with you. Here it is, you know, all these years later. And yeah, a, a lot of that stuff sticks. And I think it holds up. I mean, I'm not going to use my kids as the be all end all evidence that the movie holds up. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a 15 year old girl and an 11 year old boy to sit down and watch a comedy that was made decades before they, you know, they were even born and have it hold their attention and get legitimate laughs out of them and hold their interest for 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd say that movie holds up mm-hmm. and I, I enjoyed every second of it watching it again last month. So yeah, so be, I'd say it holds up. So be, before we, yeah, I, I think we got the rubber stamp on that. So we're, we're going to do the, the the final judgment here in a minute. So I don't want to go too long on this and I don't even know if this will stay in, but I never saw. So obviously this movie works, right? For whatever reason, it's still things that are mystifying to me as why it's entertaining, but it absolutely is. The question I have is, so did anybody see Big Top Pee Wee and why doesn't that work? Because that is universally panned isn't it or most people will say it's just not as good i know it's not tim burton did anybody see it oh uh, uh, i almost suggested that we do that one okay uh, that that would not be as much fun because i think it would be more what the hell were they thinking and 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 it's so inferior to peewee's big adventure okay i'll, I'll, I'll give you the the 20 second synopsis since you haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm and Jay, being honest, Jay, I don't I, know if have, have you seen big top Pee Wee yeah. Jay. Okay. So tell me if I'm leaving anything out. Uh, Pee Wee has inexplicably moved to a farm where he is now loathed by the townspeople. All right. And lo and behold, a circus ends up on his farm. They need a place to camp out and stay. And it is him 
becoming friends and having a developing a love interest with uh, a member of the circus troupe. Um, Chris Christofferson is the leader of the circus. What? His okay. his wife is uh, I believe her name is Midge. She's six inches tall and, and really bad special effects and is apparently drunk all the time. Again, no explanation given why, you know, this six inch tall person exists and why Chris, Mm -hmm. how they can be married and consummate the marriage Um, (laughs) and and why she's drunk all the time. Um, A talking animals, a talking pig. That's yeah. Um, I think that was it's just that that set the tone for what it was going to be. Yeah. Like way too goofy. Not enough legitimate laughs. um, A few really funny yeah, moments I agree. in an otherwise I wouldn't call it a disaster of a movie but it's so it 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 it's such a departure from the tone and the you know it, what you mentioned Chris like Pee-wee's big adventure is everybody you know adapts to Pee-wee in this world and it's kind of the opposite of that he's okay. living in this in this new community where the people don't like him and he's trying to find a spot within the circus, and it doesn't kind of really work. And then it all comes together at the end, and you know, there's like a musical number. It's really ham-handed, and it's not funny, and it's it really falls victim to, if it were a good comedy, it falls victim to the, oh, they didn't know how to end this, and they, they quickly whipped up a story and a happy ending because it's a comedy, and you got to have a happy ending in a comedy, which... Most movies, uh, you know, really, really suffer because of that, you know, that rule that you okay. have to have. Uh, but this wasn't a good movie to begin with, so it just made a bad movie. Well, even it worse. could be okay. because of what you said, though the the fact that everybody hates them, and that's that's totally opposite of why maybe people don't realize why they liked the first one. I mean, a, a good portion right. of why they liked the first one. There is a very funny opening scene in Big Top Pee Wee. He's performing like a like a crooner. And uh, the girls are just flipping out, like 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 he's in, he's on a stage. He's it's another another dream, dream sequence. sequence. Okay, right. He leaves backstage. They're all waiting for Pee Wee. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> he comes out as Abraham Lincoln, and they're like, "We're a big fan of you, Mister Lincoln." <laughs> and it's like not knowing that he's been dead for like over a hundred <laughs> years or whatever, right? And she wants his autograph, and his beard goes like this, and they're like, "Pee Wee." <laughs> start chasing him. I mean, so that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. But then it just, you know, I mean, like when, when he wakes up and he starts talking to his pig and the ta- the pig's talking to him, it's yeah. like, wow, here uh, we go. I, I tell you who's worth it is Penelope Ann Miller. She's she's in the movie and she plays a pretty good role and there's a couple of funny scenes between uh, he's Pee-wee's initial love interest in Big Top Pee-wee and that goes south because he ends up, uh, you know, spoiler alert, falling in love with someone from the circus but uh it's it's not i i can't recommend it chris so you know if it it sounds to me it's it's the the formula for bad sequels hey you guys like some of that right well here's some more of that shit it just xeroxed like it's the it's a copy of a copy Mm -hmm. of a copy they like dark and they like weird so let's give them dark and weird over and over and over again and and you know, the last soundtrack kind of sounded like a circus, so why don't we just make a circus? And Yeah, there there may be an element of that, but it's it I, I think they would have been better off had they tried to do some some more xeroxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Tim Burton being on board obviously would have changed the whole tone of the movie. It was too, too right. much of a departure. Um, All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like All right. it's just whatever worked for the first one, 
it just it, it they went in the opposite direction so well, i'd love to right. pick this one apart well maybe That'd we will someday. <laughs> i'd love to pick that one apart i i tell you what <laughs> if you guys like ever branch into and and i know you've done you know certain episodes that weren't you know strictly 80s 90s movies and i know you do it but if if you ever want to pick apart a movie that is otherwise beloved let me know when you're talking about the departed because okay. i can i i can absolutely uh, and 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 uh, i've done i've done it on the air at you know uh, on the sports hub enough times to where i already have people who hate me over this take All right. but uh it's it's not that it's an overrated movie it's a bad movie All right. it is a it is a bad film and i and my favorite thing in this world is informed viciousness. And I've seen that movie a lot. I know of which I speak. Right. If you're coming to talk to Departed and you need someone to rip on it, mm-hmm. I'm well, your guy. All right. I'm well, ready. Um, I, I will say, I, I think it was, uh, I think we had Mike Shue on and he, right in the middle, we we somehow talked about, oh yeah, everything was like ending bad. Uh, for another movie and i said oh it's like the departed yeah, yeah. and then i go side note i hated that movie <laughs> sucks <laughs> movie sucks so uh, i would okay. be in your it's really bad camp uh yeah okay it might be two on one then chris if you're uh, a departed fan i've never know. seen it i've never bothered uh, should i watch it because it's terrible <laughs> well other people like it I just, you should watch it because you're a movie because you do a movie podcast i know i, just, I think I, you should watch it on that basis alone you got three hours worth of oh yeah i think that was one of the things i'm like i don't know that that's three hours it's like <laughs> my students my students are telling me to go see the batman i'm like i don't know it's three hours i i know uh, i, I don't that's know. what that's one i'll wait for at home yeah. most definitely i i got no problem with the three-hour movie i sat through uh the irishman twice oh because okay. because i i i actually thought it was it, it deserved uh more praise than it than it got it was kind of like lukewarm and i sat through it again and i will say it's it's better a second time around so i got no problem with the three-hour movie but in a theater mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah no. I, I haven't seen it i started watching it and then it's like man joe pesci looks weird like when they showed the young Joe Pesci? Yeah. There's, a, you know, they, they made some odd choices technology wise and with the character reverse aging and all that stuff. And not all of it works, but uh, I, so much of it does. And, and Pesci's performance is great. I think Al Pacino is really, really good as Jimmy Hoffa. And, I, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a native Detroiter. So, you know, I mm-hmm. kind of have the Jimmy Hoffa story, you know, implanted from birth. Everybody knows it. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it was told in kind of a new way. And it was, I, it's, I think it's a better Jimmy Hoffa movie than, than uh, Hoffa? Jack Nicholson's Hoffa. Yeah, which that was, that was odd. Uh, that 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 had to have been a David Mamet script. That I think well, it was. that's a Danny DeVito directed movie. Yeah, but I think it was a Mamet script because right. there's a lot of weird, you know, it it works in a lot of his movies like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, oh. all the weird Mamet speak mm-hmm. works. It didn't quite work in Hoffa. I don't know. There's just a lot of. Weird I don't know. Mamet was involved with Hoffa. Glenn Gary is top top tier as far as i'm oh, concerned it's, but i mean, it's, I mean it's, it's, well it's jack lemon i mean you know it's 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 not going to be bad no. jack lemon's and of course it's going to be it's going to be good well, i don't know <laughs> two if by what was that one where it was on the cruise ship oh we don't count that oh well <laughs> you know you can't you can't be picky about the I'll jack lemon gold <laughs> i'll just see it was him and the, the other odd, the other odd couple guy that was awful yeah was awesome. all right um jay wanna, wanna, uh, final, yeah let's hit it all right. It's time now 
for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right, now it's time to deliver our final judgment. I believe that Hardy has already kind of said it. Um, he feels as though uh, if you want to restate it, that would be fine real quick. Do you think this movie holds up? Uh, not only do I think it holds up, but it passes the ultimate test, which is I think a lot of things in this life have too many degrees of grading, whether it's movies or pizza or music or mm-hmm. whatever. And there, there's really only three categories. You have to see it. You, you can watch it or don't see it. I say... Mm-hmm. Kiwi's Big Adventure, you have to see it. If you're a movie mm-hmm. fan, if you like comedies, if you're a fan of the 80s and you know that whole vibe, yes, you got to see mm-hmm. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes, it holds up. Yes, yes. Okay, super. I agree. Um, I would say it holds up. It holds up because of the weirdness of it. It's so off-putting, not off-putting in a bad way, but it keeps you interested because of its weirdness, because of its oddness, because of, you don't know, even if you don't know who, and most people didn't, or at least I didn't at the time, know the comedy of Paul Rubens. I did not know what was going on, what to expect, or who this character was, uh, but but the, the weirdness of it holds up, um, the intrigue holds up, um, you know, it didn't, it, it, I don't mean it didn't make sense then, like it wasn't good, I mean... It didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now, and it doesn't matter. Um, it's it it's it's really good. And I can understand why people would watch it and go, "What?" and not like it. I would get that. I wouldn't really argue with it too much because if it's not your cup of tea, you're not gonna like it. But man, I don't know. It's it goes, and again, it's I don't, I don't even know. Like I like horror, bloody horror movies. I don't know why I would like this movie so much, but it's it's really good. Uh, it it absolutely holds up a thousand percent. No doubt about it. Jason, yeah, um, absolutely. I think it does. Um, this, uh, it's clean looking. By the way, it's it looks so mm-hmm. good to this day. It it looks like it could have been filmed yesterday. Yep, and, the, and um, that is yep. that. That's something not to. I'll let you finish, Jay. But no, that's I, cool. yeah. I know I I think there's a lot of movies now because you know we live in this age of technological indulgence where you can you know anybody can make a movie. You know, anybody can, you know, you've got the requisite, you know, equipment if you've got a, a good enough camera and a tripod and, a, you know, a few lights. But a lot of them look like crap. A lot of them sound like crap. That movie that was made quite a while ago holds up in terms of its look. And some of the, like, technical gaffes, there is a couple of them. You know, I, I remember, you know, in the original prints of the movie and and the one that got shown on TV for quite a while when he's pulling the, the chain out of his bike when he's going to lock it up before it gets stolen, you can mm-hmm. see the chain coming up through the bottom of the little oh, yeah. cargo rack on the back, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, that got missed. They, they left it in for whatever reason or something, but even that has been cleaned up and fixed a little bit in yeah. subsequent versions of it. So, Last night. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I I looked for it and and it was covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they just cropped it a little bit on that one shot or whatever. You know, there's some other weird things. You know the, you know the pancake when it when it hits the ceiling. If you really watch it, I think it it bounces before it hits the ceiling. So it's no. obviously like an inverted shot. You know, they just dropped yeah. it on the floor and then turned mm-hmm. it upside down. There's a couple of weird things in there that I'm sure they would do with CGI today. But the rest of it is really good. And there are still enough of the requisite Tim Burton. Oh, if this looks crappy, like the headlight glasses in the dark thing where it's very cartoonish, that's on purpose. It's mm-hmm. supposed to yeah. look crappy. It's supposed to be a little Tim Burton comic-y in some mm-hmm. points. But the other parts of it, 
you're right, Jay. The movie looks really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, I mean, we have not mentioned Danny frickin' Elfman. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So good. And, the, and, he, <laughs> and, Pee, and the thing is, Pee-wee has a theme, and he he transposes that theme for different moods in different times. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's the same thing, it's the same notes, but he slows it down, he makes it minor, he makes it scary, but it's always Pee-wee's theme. And it's just so friggin' good. Yeah. It, I, I confuse it a lot with Beetlejuice. Like, a lot. Because it's the same mm. kind of deal, um, but boy, you know is what? it good. It's funny. I, I've forgotten the theme in my head, like, you know, before I watched it. But in my head, I kept thinking it was... Whatever, like, classical song that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's similar, though. Yeah, It's a similar vibe when you hear it. It's like, oh, yeah, I mean, I can see why I made that connection. Mm-hmm. I guess Elfman was reluctant to do it because it was, you know, it's such a big job of scoring an entire movie. And, you you know, you're, it, it's not like writing an Oingo Boingo album for him where yeah. he was able to just write whatever he want, do whatever he want. No, he's got to, you know, fit someone else's mood and, and do something else. So he was, you know, he wasn't a film scorer. You know, he was a, a mm-hmm. rock guy, but he did it. And, you know, what a... What, what a great gift to all of us because he's gone on to, you know, score so many, you know, do such a wonderful job scoring movies, a lot of them for Tim Burton. But, you know, he's his work he is all the, over the, the place Simpsons now. The Simpsons theme song. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, he also, uh, think about this. The, his movie that he scored was in the theater at the same time as Weird Science, which he had the theme song. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. Yeah. With Oingo Boingo. I mean, how, cl- how close? How close was it in theaters to Back to School, in which he actually? I was just going to say that. Yeah. 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 Not far. Yeah, it's got to be right around the same era. I should have looked that up beforehand, but oh well. Nah, that's all right. Okay. Nah. <laughs> back to School. I could have been eighty-six, actually, a year later. Uh, back to School was nineteen eighty-six. Very good. It's a dead man's party. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Who could ask for more? <laughs> that weird. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in that movie. And he's also in Weird Science. See? Oh, it's, my goodness. It's the six wow. degrees of Danny Elfman. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> no, like, there's so much. Like, that's, you know, that back to me saying it holds up. I just think there's that. There's um, the humor is, like I said before, it's a combo of where kids can laugh and then it can go uh, to where adults laugh about it. I still let me even even the stuff I mentioned. How about the rodeo when he's dressed like the guy, uh, the cowboy, and he gets yanked <laughs> over the top? That's you, cousin. Uh oh. Yeah. You know, like it's just a simple. Uh oh. Yeah. yeah. And then and, and like you hear like hey, you might be going for the world record. Yeah. And then I, and then you. He's trying to get revived, and he says the you know the stupid line, and we're all laughing because everybody cheers because he says, "I remember the Alamo." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, when he has to. I, the, I remember. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we the could Alamo. have spent the entire hour just like you know calling back lines and little scenes from you know the little vignettes when he's you know when he's in the phone booth. You're in Texas. Here, I'll prove it. The stars at night big and bright. Not to mention um, the entire end sequence when they're showing the movie and they're at the drive-in, which was used mm-hmm. for a ton of movies, I guess. Same drive-in that they used in Greece. Same mm-hmm. drive-in that they've used in other movies. So they're there and they're watching, you know, the, the you know, the James Bond version of the film, which is so good. 
and so James well Brolin. done. That, they right? choose to have James Brolin dressed yep. like Pee Wee, it's but mm-hmm. playing Pee Wee. <laughs> ridiculous ridiculous they're going to turn the bicycle into the x1 motorcycle but they're still going to mm-hmm. have him wear the suit with the bow tie, bow tie. and peewee's <laughs> on-screen cameo mr herman paging mm-hmm. mr herman you have a telephone call at the front desk it's like it's just great it's a, it all works and the callback to the beginning of the movie there's things about me that you couldn't understand shouldn't understand yeah. oh my god it's, it's so morgan good. fairchild right is that morgan fairchild oh absolutely yeah. i know right. i know my you wife. are but what am i that's <laughs> <laughs> so great <laughs> oh all right wow well on that note let's just uh, yep. you know well uh, how do you get anything going i mean i know you got some shit going but i mean like anything to plug or if you just want to at least tell people how to how to find you you know what? If they want to find me, I'm I'm generally on uh, on Twitter. Easiest way to find me at Hardy Radio. Talking more about movies and music than I am about uh, sports. But yeah, Sports Hub uh, weekdays uh, ten to two. Rock ninety two nine weekdays four to seven. Uh, Sirius XM Lithium Saturdays and Sundays, and Sirius XM Turbo, the hard rock of the nineties and two thousands, or as we like to call it, Turbo. That's uh. Weekday morning, 6 a.m. to noon Eastern time. So, yeah. That's- well, I was going to say it's an entire it's an entire show about a really fast snail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Voiced by Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Hardy. It was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, hopefully, you can do the show again uh, for another time later. Uh, but that was great. Jason? So, all right. Well, take care, everybody. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. Trip about movie